You know what I do sometimes? What's when that? I'm, when I'm trying to fall asleep. Yeah, yeah. You guys are going to think I'm like some sort of soft little precious thing. But Ooh. So if it's the middle of the night. Yep. And I'm a little bit sleepless. Ooh. Not in Seattle. East Coast sleeplessness. What I'll do is I picture that it's a freezing cold night. Yep. Out in the wilderness. Oh. Like I picture like the set of like the Revenant or something. <laughs> or like okay. Game of Thrones. Like up by the catching snowflakes the wall. with your tongue. And I uh just imagine a blizzard and then it just highlights how cozy I am, wrapped in a cocoon of my comforter. Ah. And there's just something about the just warmth of my current state that just helps me go to sleep. That is adorable. I'm so sure can. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the, I don't know, episode of I'm So Sure Cast. This is the banked episode that we're going to pull out of our ass if we just need an episode because we missed a week. All filler, no killer. And we got me, I'm Tim Early, we got Tim Sullivan, we got Ian Arietta. <sighs> Hello. Although I didn't even say our names to give room for, like, applause. He just mm, well, rattled them off. You know what? Like, we're some this is This is for you, dude. B-list. There you go. Thank you. It's a B-list episode for B-list, B-list wow. people. Wow. Is that truly up for grabs there? Oh! Is that a pun? Yeah, that's yours. You can take that. Here, I'll hand it to you. Uh, I'll give, hand it to him and he can hand it to give you. Give the my, man a gun my, truly. Are we all drinking the same flavored truly right my now? My Jedi Force wasn't Sure, like. dude. What are you drinking over there? Oh, This is water with a splash of pineapple juice. What a fucking loser. Thanks for joining us this week on uh, the episode. Are you teaching tennis nowadays or... Yeah, did that come with a, uh, you know, my favorite... Because uh, I was finding other ways to call you a... F- Ooh. You can't say that on this. <laughs> yeah, dude, come on. It's not 2018 20- anymore. I'm not Tim Jim. I can't get away with Gosh, it. Gosh darn uh, it. Well, what are you going to do? <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, So listen, here's the thing. Here it is. <sighs> my washing machine shit the bed. Really? And the dryer. Oh, it blew a load. So what we did is it blew its final load, so we got a new washing machine and a new dryer. But for a little bit, I had to go to the laundromat down on the corner here. Sure. Down on the corner. So <laughs> the nice part about that is you can load up four washing machines all at once, bang it out, and then just throw all that shit in one dryer because the dryers are huge. Mm. Interesting. So I did that. I love know. how he interrupts our you know, brilliant Whatever your energy to plug not some local important. dry cleaner. Not important. But um, so then... I grab all my shit to leave, and but over my shoulder I hear, um, excuse me, can you, you think you can hold it open for me for a minute? And I was like, wait a minute, what? So I turn around, and this um, mild to morbidly obese woman is is like <laughs> holding a laundry bag, and she's like, can you hold this open for me while I load it up with my clothes? And I was like, yeah, I got you. So I ho- I'm holding it open, and she's just piling the clothes in there, telling me how she got fired from her job. And how it's shitty. Mm. So I'm my arms are burning because I'm holding this bag while she's talking. She finally fills it, and I'm like, "Okay, perfect." All right. Why'd she get fired? I don't know. Um, and then she's like, "Can you? You're, you did that one. Can you do the other one?" My guess is not taking responsibility. I was like, "All right." right. So then yeah. I held the other bag. She's still telling me how she got fired. I'm holding it. It's getting heavier and heavier. And then finally, she's done. So then I put the bag down, and I say, "Thanks. Have a great day." And then oh, I, you thank her. Yeah. And then that was that's what happened. What a bitch. 
The story's well, now over. The story definitely probably seemed better and, you know, f- you know. And everyone in the room is now dumber for having to listen to it. <laughs> then I found $20. Here's the thing. 60 Err. You know, I was thinking the other day, about, uh, that's a lie. I thought about this this morning. Oh, liar, dude. <laughs> um, so if I were gay and was a little bit nervous about, like, how to come out as gay, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I wouldn't do this big moment of coming out to my friends and family. I would mm-hmm. just show up to some event with a dude, and then I would just introduce him as a guy I'm sleeping with. Oh, cool. What are you doing next Saturday? Uh, I'm free. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but you know what I mean? Like, if so, like, for as far as you guys are concerned, you know, I'm... I'm straight as a, straight as an arrow, <laughs> but if I just showed up to like King's Bowling Alley, and I was making out with some dude, I feel like that'd be a better way to come out. I'd probably throw a party for your newfound love. Well, exactly. I'd inspire you to throw the party. I wouldn't need to do any of the planning myself. Right. Well, now we know. Because you have enough going on coming out to your staunch family. Right. Exactly. Right. Right. Anyway, just a thought. You'll find love, Tim. It's okay. Uh, so I love how this was a good idea <laughs> Pre-margaritas So what we're going to do here what? We're going to have one in the can All right. So basically What I, what I do want for the know, clips like, Is the uh, hard hitting questions Oh yeah do we okay. have So er, The flag er. in or out Oh dude Oh, Out all the way I never understood yes. why they changed this Rule to have Flag in when you putt. I feel like it's just lazy. It goes against the tenets of the game that 100%. Ben Hogan and the greats Sam Snead and all those others came up with, even though it wasn't them. But they did it to like speed up play when these are like the best golf golfers in the world. It's like they really need to speed shit up. Maybe don't have fields that are 85 people wide. So... Here's my thing with the flag. I've given this a lot of thought. Because I golf like twice a week. Right? So I'm... I'm Prove it. <sighs> all right. First of all, <laughs> the pin only rewards bad shots. If you hit the shot properly, it's going to drop in the middle of the cup. Okay? So you should not be... I can see if you're uphill, you're chipping downward, you're afraid you're going to skull it, hits the pin, goes in, whatever, rather than if it just hits the hole, it bounces out and rolls past the pin 15 feet. But, so first of all, if you're afraid of uh, the no pin thing, then maybe just get better at golf. And second of all, here's what I don't like, all right? Let me just paint a scenario for you that actually just happened to me a few weeks ago. Ooh. So, obviously, in light of this whole rule change, now, every time you golf, you got the first hole, you go, you got, what do you guys want? You guys want the pin in, pin out. So, and then there's always one guy that goes, oh, I like it in, you know? Bryce Shambo. Ugh. So, you go, all right, this guy's going to be a fucking problem. So then, now, let me paint you a scenario. So, before, you're playing with a foursome. All four balls are on the green, right? First one on the green, you just pull the pin out. We're all on. Just pull the pin out. Now, some fucking guy hits on the green from 160 yards. You know this asshole wants the pin in. He's away. So, now you got to wait for him for three minutes to fucking walk up to the green because you don't want to pull the pin out, you putt, and then have to go back and put a pin in. So now it's just a fucking disaster. 
What? Wait, are you you're talking about somebody who's hitting forward, aren't you? Or All right, let's say who's out. Let's say you're playing with me. Yeah. You hit it on the green. Yeah. You're on the green at this point. As normal. Yeah. You marked your ball. Yeah. Right. Typical on a regulation. Yeah. Yeah. So you know that I like the pin out. Right. I am 160 out. I hit a great fucking seven iron. I'm on the green. Right. right. But you know that I like the pin out. So now you're on the green with the other two people. And then you got to wait for me to walk all the way up to the green. No. that That's out of... No, that's out of league of how the actual right of play should go. So well, they you're would, telling me they should get rid of. They wouldn't have to do that rule if they just pushed forward with right of play. So it's like just because the person further away hit their shot doesn't mean you have to wait for them to fucking come up. And no, be like, I know that. But land? what I'm saying they is, can, back in the day, you would just pull the pin out because all four balls are on the green. Now you got to go. Well, when this asshole finally gets up to the green, I'm going to have to get up and put the pin back in the hole because I know this fucking dick over here likes it in the hole. Yeah, right. In a manner of speaking. Right. But I'm just saying, back See, in the day, it, just, it was just easier. See, I assumed the original good rule over your stupid new rule. No, Even no. it's not your new rule, right. I understand. My scenario is I, yeah. demonstrative of My how fault. dumb new rules are. Yeah, when the PGA came with that, it was... It's so dumb, dude. Like, And first of all, I hate whenever they do these new rules. It's like the rising tide floats all boats. So it's equally competitive no matter what the rule is. You know what I mean? So why not leave it? But again, it's like these are the best players in the world. We should have the strictest rules in right. place to make the game as difficult as possible I for agree. these people to be it's like what's the fucking point I agree if they're so great let's see how they perform yeah. under yeah yeah I agree plus these are rules that have existed for I also love hundreds how, of years that it's like suddenly I also love how Ian alluded early to Sam Sneed like he's a big fucking Sneed fan you're not <laughs> no Sneed's great but like you could have said Tiger Woods no, but I'm. I, I was the saying only five minutes was, old. Right, that's what I mean. It's like they think they're going to suddenly make the game more appealing to a new generation by changing a rule that is hundreds of years old. It is true. Like I wonder, like what? What the fuck? So, what do you think? Like what? Someone I, who I doesn't probably, know the game won't know the difference of whether or not or why the pin is in the hole. Or not. I should probably like look into this, but like. What is like the lobbying for a rule I'm change? A like, is it the players that take a vote? Like, I think who's, it's just the who's P- the one that pushes the USGA to like lighten up on something? I think it's just the USGA themselves decide to do it or not. I think they have full autonomy to do whatever they want. But they kind of are because they would make their lives eat. So it's like, you know, re- rehabilitation hospitals, right? Like, they protect against. Heroin addicts, they want to get them healthy again. Go on. But if no one was a drug addicted fucking addict, they'd have no fucking, they'd have no job. <laughs> Wait, so is the pin like the Narcan or something? <laughs> no, I'm saying, I'm saying the more rules, the more validated the USGA is because then they have to weigh in more often. So it's good job security. For them to have more rules. Like if you ground, if there was no rules of grounding a club in a bunker, you wouldn't need to call the USGA official and be like, hey, listen, this isn't a bunker. This is like a waste hazard. But let's be honest. I mean, 
golf has always been one of the most strictest Look at you rule. dummies, first of all, laughing at me while I'm trying to make a brilliant point. No, but like golf has always been one of the most strictest base of rulings of any sport. It's, you know, it's not much of a competition. It's not as like they had a lot to worry about of restricting play. No. They have the most strict rules in place to not only how can you drop this ball out of play? What's the distance from which and the direction of which like you can make that kind of drop? Is it a drop at the moment of play or do you have to go back to the source of impact? No, uh, but that's what I'm saying. Is it behooves... It's like every you, rule has like fucking eight paragraph sub paragraphs being like if rule right, 5B but, doesn't apply, C5C. No, but that's what I'm saying. It's like that's why legalese was created because the lawyers wanted to make it look like you needed them to understand the basic law. Like they wanted to obfuscate... So I think that's Obfuscate? what the skate. I think that's what the USGA <laughs> does, where they go. You need yeah. us. You need us because this is too complicated. Well, they only did it to speed up play, which no, again but was the just thing like is that speed up play. If if you if us three idiots play and the course is open, we're gonna play eighteen in like two and a half hours. They, but the, the the PGA those guys play. Like Tiger Woods tees half at three, he's wrapping it up at like fucking five thirty. Yeah, well, that's that's what I mean. It's like they put this play rule in place for the for the right. people who would never need that rule in place. Right. That's a rule that put in place for the fucking foursomes that take six and a half hours to complete nine right. holes because they're looking for their ball for twenty minutes every hole. Right. I agree with that. To to make people like Tiger Woods or Ricky Fowler or Jordan Spieth or whoever the fuck have to now go into like that new rule section. It's just like I think it's dumb. Why? It takes away any. It takes away basically all the skill to shots within a hundred yards. Right, but that's like it's. It, but it trickles down to us because now it fall. It's like trickle down golfonomics, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> yeah. to impart a Reaganism. But I feel like before when you were on a par three and you're on the tee box waiting for these fucking dummies to finish up. Once you saw them put the pin back in. You were like, oh, that's great. I'm going to tee yeah. up my ball. But now you don't even know what that means because what if the first guy, you know what I mean? It's just, you I don't, think the big difference is it's annoying. They made a rule change thinking it would affect etiquette, right. but it really won't. Oh, I it, hate it'll it. It'll only make it worse. I hate it. Let me tell you. You seen that new, uh, hey guys, how we doing? Sup, dog. Listen. Tim's like, wait, is this my podcast or not? This is. A commercial that's very bad. Oh. And just watch it for a minute. So, okay, Johnny Depp's playing guitar. Does Johnny Depp even play guitar? Yeah, he does. Who fucking knows? No, that's what he tried to do. He tried to make a living being a musician before. Well, it looks actor. like he's sucking at it because he's not even touching the He opened the up strings. for Iggy Pop. I don't care. So now he's driving a car through, oh, through yeah. his guitar. So now he's driving a car. Who is he in a band with? Because like he's very pissed about Alice the guitar. Cooper or something like that? Uh, I know he's friends with Alice Cooper. He's driving. You know he's a scratch cover. He's driving past the oil pumps, and now oh, he sees. Now he sees a buffalo. Oh, okay. Now I wonder what's going to happen next. Just keeps driving into the desert. Now he's doing burnouts in the desert. An unsolicited fucking burnout. I'll I'll just take the shovel out of my car. <laughs> I just start digging a fucking hole. I just love the casual vest too. Now oh, there's a coyote on his roof. Now watch how he shovels like a piece of shit. Oh That's not how anybody shovels. God, who shovels like that? And now he's just burying his jewelry, and uh, oh. covers it with rocks. Is there anything worse than when you need to pull over to bury your jewels? And now I'm supposed to want to buy cologne. I don't get the eyeliner. Hmm. Does that make you want to buy cologne? 
No. Hmm. Never. Me either. And so, I love all, like, the French always, I get that they're all pretentious with their superfluous letters in there, but, like, come on. But he's not even French. He just wants to be French. Well, if the 55-year-old woman at Macy's can't make me buy cologne, I don't think Johnny Depp's going to be able mm, to do that's it a good either. Point. Can yeah. we talk about Johnny Depp, too? So this guy has... Yeah, I don't see why not. So, yeah, like, it's this fucking sacred cow. But, um... Actually, Johnny Depp, Nicolas Cage got him into acting. So whether you know it or not, that was very uh, <laughs> sentient uh, time for reference. I knew we oh, hated I knew. Nichola, Nicolas Cage. But uh, Nicholas. <laughs> no, but so Johnny Depp, he's making what's one of those stupid movies that uh, J.K. Rowling. Pirates of the Caribbean. No, it's uh, Harry Potter. No, it's after that. J.K. Rowling, who by oh, the way uh, is the, a the fucking hop, nut. The, no. She has Trump derangement syndrome, like, third fucking level. Is she the one who is, like, post all her books being finished, being like, wait, my character was actually gay? Yeah. Is that her? Is that yeah. right? Am I wrong? Yeah, yeah. Am I, She's I trying to be, be all fucking woke, to coin a stupid phrase. But, so that's, yeah, that's what she did with the hmm. Harry Potter books. Hmm. But, uh, hmm. oh, you know what the funny is? You know that idiot, uh, what's his name, Andrew Garfield? Heard of him. So he played a gay guy in a movie? And they go, what was it like to, what was it like being a straight guy uh, playing a gay guy? And he goes, well, you know, who's to say I might be gay? I just might not know it yet. Uh, do you want to see a penis? Yes or no? It was a little, <laughs> a little over the top, but anyway, he, he was the Spider-Man who like had the five-minute jazz dancing montage yes. in his movie. No, right? that's yeah. Tobey Maguire. Oh, silly me. Andrew Garfield, UFC Social Network. Yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah, he plays. Eduardo. Ah, uh, yes. Oh, right. The whitest Eduardo in the world. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, so, um, right. you know that real guy in real life is banned from the country? Eduardo? Wow. Oh, um, so, anyways. Interesting. Oh. What was I Zuckerberg say? Oh, so a... Johnny Depp's doing a um, wild, what's the, Fantastic Beasts or something? And where to find them? Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, I was reading the story. This is like a year ago or whatever. So very topical. Might as well bring it up now. But so he's filming this movie in like the lobby of a hotel. Like that's what the that's where the movie set is. Right. So then they're filming the movie. It's like two in the morning. They wrap up a scene. The director goes cut. Johnny Depp. He goes all right. That's a wrap. Johnny Depp goes upstairs and goes to bed. And I guess at this point he's like a rabid alcoholic. So anyways, the director. He's looking at the dailies. He's looking at what they just filmed. See how I use that like inside Hollywood term, like dailies, like I'm, Ooh. like I'm like, you know, you're pretty cool, dude. Right. So, so he looks at him and he goes, ah, uh, we got to do this again. There was something wasn't right. So he sends his lackey, some fucking minimum wage guy with a clipboard. He sends this poor kid up to go get Johnny Depp. So the guy goes up and he knocks on the door and then Johnny Depp, Mr. Depp and Johnny Depp goes like, oh, what, what do you want? And then, uh. I'm paraphrasing, obviously. And the kid just keeps knocking until he answers and he knocks on the door. And, and the kid's like, hey, you need to come back down. We got to do a reshoot. And then Johnny Depp was like, "What do you? who the fuck are you? What are you, you telling me what I need to do? And then he just fucking punches the kid in the face. And the kid's suing him for like 16 mil or something. I fucking but anyways, Johnny Depp, he's starting to sound like a real piece of shit, this guy. Got to be honest. Starting? Isn't He puts isn't a bandana he, in his pocket. Isn't he losing like a massive lawsuit to his wife for like yeah. fake beating? Yeah. Her up? I don't even know. Fake beating her up? 
No, I don't know. She's suing him for he, pretending to beat he, her he up. He was married to Amber Heard. They had yeah, a big Amber dis- Heard was the divorce settlement. And now now I don't remember whether she like faked injuries to prove that he was abusive or it, he tried to claim like I was only abusive because she was abusive. Right. right. Check please. Rich people faking to be yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't, it's very hard for me to sympathize with celebrities. Not for the normal reason where people go, oh, because you don't, you know, you don't think of rich people as people. No, that's not it. I just think celebrities are annoying and they inject themselves into decisions of other people's life. So, you know what? Fuck off. That's what I say. Yeah, you know what I mean? Future. Yeah, fuck off. You know? Yeah. I mean, you got actually a perfect example with this fucking aviator claim. Hugh, I'm a big DiCaprio fan. I like the guy, but come on. You're flying private. You're on a yacht half day a year. Maybe maybe spare me on the lectures of my carbon footprint. You know? You know? Pork chop sandwich. I make $30,000 after taxes. <laughs> Three fucking, cheers for fuck off. I drive a Ford Fusion and uh, <laughs> I fly commercial. Maybe maybe don't lecture me. All right, bud? With a concave trunk. But nobody calls him out. They go, look at how admirable this is. This guy... He knows about the rainforest, and he's a millionaire. The what? It's like, come on. The fire. Give me a break. The rain what? This guy's never had a real job in his life. You know what I mean? That's the best part. They go, oh, the uh, the CEO of Wells Fargo. That guy doesn't doesn't even relate to any of us, and look at him. And then some fucking idiot celebrity says something, and they go, ooh, that's brilliant. This guy knows what, this guy's got his finger on the pulse of America. Oh, am I boring you? And <laughs> Wait, what? Uh, we can talk about something else. Um, I don't know. What's something real gripping that you, gotta, that you got? Yeah, hmm. wh- what are some of your probing questions for a local celebrity like myself? Local celebrity. Do we have any probing questions for Ian? I know the... All right, here's one. Er. You ever get that that pain in like the palm of your hand? Nah, this is idea it's in the palm ripping. it's near like the knuckle right here <laughs> now it won't hurt just normal but mm. then like you'll you'll like lean on the knuckle or like you'll put your hands on something and put weight on it and then it hurts really bad mm-hmm. so that was literally a pressing question yeah you ever get that yeah i get a little bit more of the mid palm soreness i'm talking about the knuckle well your knuckles up here you, you yeah yeah this. the in, inner part of your knuckle of your pa- your palm knuckle. Well, I'm going to bring it down about five centimeters south to the middle of your hand, and that's where I get most of my pain. All right. That's something else. Um, Good question, though. Thank you. Very probing. Um, <clears throat> now, listen. How... <laughs> You know how, like, back in the day, you'd be in the grocery store and somebody would be on their next tell, and they'd be like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna grab uh, butter and flour and uh, chicken. What else?" And then it'd be like, "Oh, can you also get the fucking uh, whatever?" This is the fucking Ward family. And then, so <laughs> now it's 2019, right? Yeah. And what I've re- and that was obviously very annoying. What I've realized the 2019 annoying version of that is, is people talking on their Bluetooth in their car, and you can hear it blaring through their fucking speakers in their yes, car. Very loud. Because I'll be in my office, 
We're trying to work. And I can just hear people in the parking lot on their phone at 407 mm. decibels. As a per- professional grocer, the <laughs> the crazy thing now is like people come up with their AirPods and they're having like full blown conversations and they get pissed at you for, for doing, interrupting for doing the basic like because they go, did you find everything you needed today? Right. Are you shopping with whatever the fuck? And then God forbid you interrupt them because they come back five minutes later and be like, that cashier didn't get me my savings because they didn't ask me if I wanted my fucking golden ticket. Yeah. And it's like. You were talking to your husband about your. But then you point at the sign bullshit. that says "No cell phones in the line, please." You know oh, what? I'm just well, done. They don't give a fuck. I'm done with these Dang. fucking whiners. Everybody's got some expertise on what you can and cannot do. It's like you know what? Even if that is company policy, just go fuck yourself. Honestly, so let me let me say I got to get this out too. Get it out. So here's ah. the bullshit of. The whole, the customer's always right montage. First and foremost, that comment came based on sale trends. The full quote has to do with, if you're unsure what's popular and what's going to sell, the customer's always right. Right. The meaning which, not that anytime a customer oh, and comes the guy, in. The guy that coined that phrase actually got arrested for embezzlement too. Mr. Selfridge. Yeah, he did. Right. So like. That that was shopping markets too, wasn't it? That it, was just that, the retail rule in general is no. But taken, the guy that coined the phrase, I'm pretty sure he had a, a grocery store. Sure, maybe, but the fact is, like, it came down to as customers follow, follow can comment. Customers trends. It was actually to do with if you want to sell something that's hot, the customers will tell you what's hot. Right. It's like and the, that's it's, how you'll be successful. It's like an ode to capitalism. But it was taken as a customer can walk in and complain and say anything they want and that the business has an obligation to heed their will, right? Right. Which is horseshit. I literally today had a woman talk about how she didn't have her brown rice pasta and that she is, quote, fucking so annoyed with Amazon and it's fucking ridiculous. And she's cursing at me like this. And I just... Yeah, but why didn't you have the brown rice And I sit back because it never sold. Because it's dog shit. And so the one person is here having a goddamn temper tantrum in her 60s about brown rice pasta and wants the whole company to sell brown rice pasta just for her. Doesn't matter. My whole thing is like, if you're going to curse out a complete stranger who is a third of your age working some menial job, you're the asshole, not right. me. Right, right. Not me. And I shouldn't have to sit back and be like, yeah, I know, ma'am. That's really, you know what? You're that's right. really hard. Right. There, there really and, is just something castrating about customer service where you got to just listen to these dummies lecture you on. Can you just and, be and like... So she like cursed. She was just like throwing fucks and bullshits and all this stuff. And finally, after her little temper tantrum said... And I know it's not you who makes the thing. And I cut her off and I said, I'm glad you actually acknowledge that. <laughs> right. And just stared at her like, you realize you're throwing a goddamn hissy fit in your 60s. Right. At me. Over pasta. Right. Some I've already people- offered you free products of anything else, but because it doesn't have the goddamn name you want in. And she then said, just so Jeff Bezos knows, the customer's always right. Wait, and you wanted- know Bezos? I do. He's in my... Oh, okay. I'll text him. He's he's in my phone as fucking douchebag. Nice, dude. No, but like... Tell the uh, tell the post to get the shit together. Well, it's just like... It's just like... 
that's so I know I chose to work for a company that like breeds that mentality of customer. Nah, I wouldn't because that's but it's that's still to me the hook. That's, like, the line, that's like, like saying that's that this easy. behavior is unique to fucking Whole Foods. It's just the nature of people. It's like in uh, Grand Budapest Hotel when fucking Ray finds, he says anger is a byproduct of fear and it's mm-hmm. the fear of not getting what they want. I think there's actually more wisdom to that mm. than just a clever Wes Anderson line. Yeah. Because it really is true. It's like when people, they're not even really mad. Like they're upset, obviously, but like it, you're kind of just a, you know, fucking collateral damage when it comes to, you know, it's like a I lot, think of, a lot guys, of it. I think a lot of it has to do with control where the people I found who flip out the most or make the biggest scenes are the people who clearly have run out of control in their lives. Well, that's what it is. So they're either like <laughs> they're either like the housewives or who've like now have nothing left and they're basically sunk to the position of like I have to just run the home and right. deal with these kids uh, because I, you know, that's my social place. Or they're like old forgotten people. Mostly I I'm important, in god damn it. Well, that's what it is. It's like this last grasp of like, nobody else listens to me, so I'm going to make this person forced to listen to me. Right. Deal with my shit. And it's like, you're having a temper tantrum over groceries. But I don't think they can boil it down to the doing? literal. It's like you what said, you it's more doing? like a figurative battle with their own lives where they go, all right, today it's brown rice pasta. Tomorrow's going to be, you know. They're out of fucking. They're out of Marcicino uh, cherries. Mar- exactly, Marcicino. I'm, I'm sorry. I wish I had the least amount of problems to like flip out about pasta. Right, right. You no. know your life is w- good if this is your big problem. Yeah, but then you could and also I, say can the you opposite. Say things like this, huh? Can you be like, ma'am? You know your life is good because you're freaking out about. Brown rice pasta. No, but these the, people... The, the worst I've said to somebody who was like having a hissy fit when I denied them of a return... Uh, so we have a lot of people who like try to return half-eaten. half-eaten shit, like clearly trying to empty out their cabinets that was expired. And she he said, sir, she, it's whole foods, not half foods. <laughs> she, <laughs> she had a full hissy fit about it. And she's like, I just don't understand. What are you going to do for me? How can you treat somebody like this? And I said... If you're going to act like a child, I will continue to treat you like one. You said that? Yes. What did she I, say? She walked she away. She started crying she, and she her pants. filed a complaint with regional. I had to sit down with my bosses, and I just basically said, if none of, and you know, the whole is like, oh, we support you. You have a voice. And it's like, well, either fire me or don't, because you either support, you've like promoted me to this position to be able right. to do that or not. Right. And this person's having a goddamn hissy fit. I'm going to tell them to go suck a fuck. They're fart. having a hissy fit because they're trying to rip you off. But don't you feel like... But that's like the favorite line that a lot of people come up to me. is like, if you're going to act like a child, I'm going to treat you like But one. don't you feel like... I dropped it on a customer. Like the hypo- <laughs> that's the like hypocrisy my, of, my claim to fame with of human nature is kind of like a little much because I noticed the same people that like go, yo, I would never let anybody talk to me like that even if I worked the register... Like, that's fucked up. Don't talk to me like that. Don't disrespect me. Those are often the same people that when they get bad service, they go, yo, can you believe this yeah. piece of shit? It's like, you're the same. You're cut from the same cloth. You yeah. know what I mean? 100%. It's like this, the most outraged 
clutching their pearl necklace girls I know, the slightest thing that would go wrong, they would be like, can you, what kind of fucking service is this? Oh, thank God I have fucking Yelp. And then you put them behind the register and they have to deal with the customer and they're like, then they're on the other side and like, who treats people like this? Like, I'm just the server. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just feel like at the end of the day, everybody's full of shit and if they don't get what they want, a certain type of person is just always going to be complaining. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Agreed. But, uh, yeah, people are just, you know. And I'm I'm guilty of the same shit. He knows when that I get has. when when I'm getting service and someone pulls out some bullshit rule I don't like when he's getting serviced. Oh, I don't care if. Here's my thing. Here's the thing. Okay, if you were a fucking Polish uh, Jewish person, what living uh, in Warsaw in 1938? There we go. And three Nazis come up to your door and they go, "Yeah, we gotta take you in." You know, we saw you in the registry. You're you're a Jew. We gotta we gotta put you in the ghetto, and then you go, oh come on, man! Like have a little humanity. And they go, listen, ma'am, ma'am, I don't make the rules. Like it's coming down from fucking corporate. Uh, you know, I've just got to do my job. You wouldn't stand for that. So that's my thing. Is if something is totally absurd, as much as it is unfair of me to take it out on the person that's just trying to make a living getting by. I mean, that's what the Nazis would have said, isn't it? Wait, am I the Nazi in that analogy or the? Well, the I guess you would be, generally speaking. Not, I'm not t- dissecting your situation, but I'm saying like, again, I'm gonna people are gonna roll their eyes, especially Karen, because I bring this up all the time. But <laughs> when we went to John Mayer and the lady would not give me a beer because my debit card didn't have a signature on it, so I get that she's not making the rule, but isn't it kind of at her discretion to enforce it or not? I mean, it's like when you go golfing and the my ranger trouble. pulls over and he goes, hey, listen, buddy, if it was up to me, you know, I'd let you keep drinking those Bud Lights. And it's like, well, it kind of is up to you, isn't it? Because if you just walk away, no one's going to know. You know what I mean? He's got a point. So, so like, if, my I were whole a Nazi, thing- if I were a Nazi, I would just go, yeah, I banged on the, the fucking the Weinstein's home, but they, they weren't there. Nobody answered the door. You know what I mean? You can kind of get around it. Sure. I mean, that's subjective, personal, like, personal morality versus i don't know corporate morality but like so the thing to me that i always find hilarious when it comes to the big uh, like moral standing that people want to have in the goddamn grocery store when they shit talk amazon or bezos or anything like that which i really don't give a fuck either way i always laugh when they make the biggest stink right as their card is approving their transaction for two hundred dollars and i want to go you know if you had such a fucking moral complexity against this person, what are you giving the money for? Right. Well, he, that's the thing. He's winning every time that you just keep giving him the money. If you really exactly. feel that strongly about it, go somewhere else. Right. The fuck are you doing? If you want to, quote, have the power, right? take your dollar somewhere else. The dollars talk. I agree. I don't, <laughs> that's, I don't give a shit. I don't think it's up to the person, thems- like the actual employee themselves, who really has no stance to enforce a rule whether they like it or no, not. No, but it's the intrinsic but, hypocrisy of it. You know what I mean? So the only problem with that it's analogy like is Al like... Al Gore with his seven-bedroom house. The main problem with that analogy is that the other person doesn't have a choice whether they're going to be subjugated to the Nazi rule or not. 
when you're a customer at any retail location, you have the full fucking choice on whether or not you walk through those doors. No, no, right, right. But um, my analogy wasn't an all-encompassing analogy. I'm just saying there's both sides to it. Where I'm not, I actually wasn't even. I'm on your side with this Whole Foods thing, but I'm just saying at the same time, if you know you're just following orders, sometimes you got to be like, come on, this order's dumb. Yeah. Oh, abs- okay. Yes. Absolute. You know what I mean? Absolute vodka. Like, <laughs> like the Nazis, uh, you know, she said, hey, you hear about this killing Jews thing? It's like, it's like dumb. And this so guy goes, yeah. It's, say, dude. And they go, yeah, it's fucking lame, dude. <laughs> fucking quack. It's my brilliant, uh, my brilliant deconstruction of World War II. <laughs> uh,. But you know, <coughs> Whole Foods, Tim's World War like, Two. Who's like this is going great? Cool man, great episode. <laughs> yeah, dude, excellent stuff. Jews, politics. I'm a vegetarian. Tim's so I mad. Don't drink. Tim's so angry. How angry? <laughs> How angry can Tim get? Not that angry. Tim's so disappointed. Tim, what is what show? What Washington show do you remember the most? Why don't you Why don't you talk in the microphone there? Hello. Yeah. What Oof. Washington show do you remember the most? Oh, man. The one that we played with Carolina Liar? At the Fet Ballroom. At huh? the Fet Ballroom. Carolina yeah. Liar or Carolina? Carolina Liar. Yeah, it was one of the bigger shows we did. And then there was and one I had that never we... heard of that band ever. Oh, yeah. But... Me either. But they had, a, they had a tour bus, so. They did? Oh, God, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Where are they from? Carolina, yeah. Which one? South, north. You know the north. The north hates which, it when you call them the Carolinas because the north loathes which, South Carolina. Which so. one's the communist one? That's uh, it's north. Neither <laughs> North Carolina. <laughs> You're thinking of Korea. Wait, what? Aren't we? Have you been to North Carolina recently? North Korea, Carolina. Yeah, I went to Charlotte. Right. We played with the Silks once too. That was a fun. That was cool. I remember being in that. Oh yeah, who ass, could forget them? That weird ass photo shoot. Ah, he doesn't know who the Silks are. What a fucking dickhead. The Silks? Yeah, yeah dude. Who the fuck are the Silks? They're so good. They used to be cool. They're not cool anymore. Meh. See, he doesn't even know. He's just talking about how good they are. Meh. All right. Well, I think Liz Meh. Bills played with them. So, Liz Bills in the change? It's funny. I think so. Jesus. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny. The Pro Joe music scene. The Pro Joe? Yeah. What does that mean? Like people that are for so, coffee? I I have this like Providence Journal is the newspaper down there, obviously. And it's like Obviously. Any, yeah, I, any I, everybody knows that. Anytime the hot band of the scene gets highlighted in Providence Journal art section, they fucking nosedive into the ground very right. fast it seems very, like like it seems like they're, they're not exactly the the bellwethers in uh providence publication because you said the guy that promotes how it's an up-and-coming food and beverage industry that knows that <laughs> yeah so basically anything like, that these journalists in providence touch it's like the worst horribly wrong. the worst thing you can get being a providence artist is fucking if an endorsement any sort of recognition at all <laughs> it's like the least people know about you the cooler you are right but once they write up you write cheer up in that little thing it's like so the silks got a got a hearty write-up is that what you're saying yeah 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 they they broke up one of them changed the name (laughs) to the velvets 
<laughs> the underground velvets. Yeah, and the other one changed their name to the Felts. Mm. <laughs> and they've just never been the same since. I'm more pro Felt than anything. But Tim is having a total breakdown here. <laughs> he oh. resents so much the fact that we did a part two to this. Post margarita. <laughs> a post margarita part two. <laughs> um. So here's the thing, okay? As I'm trying to think of something to say. Um... <laughs> Uh, I feel like we should just wrap it up. <laughs> All right. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to the, the one that we had in the can. Maybe we have a useful bit here or there. And, uh, I think the Jew thing went well, Tim. <laughs> I think it went over well. <laughs> the Jew thing went over <laughs> swimmingly. Um, and, it's almost And Squick Squawk Sunshine. And thank you. I, j- I just want to say as a longtime listener, it was a lot of fun to be a first-time talker. Ah, it was great to have you. Fantastic. Second time talking. Ian, you've been a fantastic guest. I'm sorry we had to leave on this uh, note of lackluster, uh, you know, response. But well, we'll just go home and watch some pornography. Well, see you later. Are you going back to Providence tonight? Are you staying <laughs> no. here? Oh God, no. I was gonna say, you know, no. He was just doing the radio. We're gonna go home. What do you I, think he is crazy? I thought I was sleeping in your bed. You can if you want. Dope. I got you, bro. Nice. I have a Tempur-Pedic pillow. Oh, my favorite. I woke up the next morning under my bed, which I thought was weird. Well, that was our external storage. Well, well, I'm so sure can.